And welcome to the Hank Strange situation. That's right. Lifestyles. Make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And I pressed the wrong button, of course. Welcome. And uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> press the, the opposite of the button I was supposed to press. We are live. Okay, we do this thing here. We've got Mike Daddy here. We've got Walter Keller. We do this thing called Jazz Hands, Mike. I know you're a tough guy. Can you do? Oh, see, wait, look he's at up. that. He's yeah. jazzing. Yeah, he's look amazing. at that. Mike Daddy doing jazz hands. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, there he goes. Mike Daddy's joining us from Arizona. We've got Walter Keller joining us from uh, Safety Harbors in Florida. And uh, we're all here. You know, we're all happy to be here. Hopefully you guys have your big girl panties on tonight. The show's brought to you by Franklin Armory, our sponsor. Thanks to them. Shout out to them. This is episode 479 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, we've got author Mike Daddy, Operation Wide Receiver. That's the book. You can get it on Amazon, right, Mike? That's right, yeah. Yes, very interesting book, especially if you're a gun guy, if you're a patriot. You need to read this. I think it was uh, Mike was involved in uh, something very deep that happened here in American history that people, like, there's certain people who want to, like, pretend it didn't happen. You know. <laughs> yeah, the, the past administration doesn't want to act like it didn't happen. <laughs> you got your, your boob in the ringer, and it's uh, hard to explain and embarrassing, and you don't want people to know about it. And that's yeah. exactly what happened with Operation Wide Receiver as well as Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we can get into that for a little bit for anyone who doesn't know. We do have Walter Keller, like I said, from SHF. Safety Harbor Firearms, he's in the house. Shout out to all you guys that are here. Uh, oh, Walter, what, what are you showing off there, Walter? That was that Sky Pistol. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You want to show this? No, you just want to tease everyone with it. Have you had and a chance? Look at, look at that. I, it's so cute. And, and, and look how pretty it is. I, you know, I don't, I'm not usually one for purdy pistols, <laughs> but uh, I had the opportunity really? for purdy this time. I took purdy. So. Oh, okay. Um, We've still got to shoot this thing and try it out. So. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you if you've had a chance to shoot it yet. Nope, not yet. All right. Next, so next time I see happen. you, probably we'll do that. Yeah. Which model is that, Walter? Pardon me. Which model is that? This is the. Um, excuse me. Here, this is the CPX three. Okay. Yeah. It's I a three eighty. The CPX four three eighty. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The CPX. Uh, so wait a second. What's the difference? Is you said you have the two, Walter. Is that the one with or without the... Uh, 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 this is without the safety. Without the yeah. safety. Okay. The CPX-4 has the manual thumb safety. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Are you a safety or no safety guy, Mike? On this gun, I, I could live without it. Okay. That, that being said, if, if you go to the store and that's all they have, I would buy one and just not use the thumb safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not I yeah, I was actually talking about you the other day. Um, mostly, mostly good, mostly good. But uh, <laughs> we were talking about 1911s, you know, and I was saying, yeah, my, my friend Mike Deddy can rock a 1911. So is that like, you know, since you do the 1911 thing, do you train? You train for safeties and all that kind of stuff, right? That's part of you. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So um, and then you know what? With 1911s. Is a double stack a violation to you? Are you only single stack with the 1911s? No, I, I mean, I don't get offended by it, and I, I really don't get offended by people that want one in 9mm either. Uh, okay. you know, whatever floats your boat, what 
What I bought recently, you know, because of my proximity to Prescott here in Tucson, it's a four-hour drive. Mm-hmm. I try to get up to gun site five or six times a year. And uh, recently I've been working with a, uh, a Colt Commander, lightweight frame, 45. Mm-hmm. And it's a great gun, a great carry gun. I mean, it's it's old school, but, yeah, it's still pretty cool and very effective. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, I don't know if that, I'm like, I'm hearing some kind of audio thing. I don't know if that's just me every time Mike talks. I don't know. I can I can hear it, too. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you have something running in the background, or? No, I don't. I, oh, okay. I can actually hear it on, on this, so I don't know if yeah. it's my volume yeah. setting. Yeah, we might have to get you, uh, let's see here. If you go <laughs> to Skype, I'm trying to figure out how do we do that again, uh, Walt. If you go to Skype and you look for the three lines, they should be over somewhere in the left. There's three lines, right? They usually call it the hamburger, but it's three lines right on top of each other. If you click on that, um, then you should see three dots. And if you click on the three dots, you should get settings. Got it. All right, so in settings, you should go down to audio video and uh, you should see microphone um, and tar- turn off automatically adjust microphone settings. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I don't know if that yeah. may... Okay, so, so and then what number is it on? Mic- microphone settings, is it on a number? So there should be like a slider that you could pull up and down. I don't know what number it's on. Uh, it's on five right now. Yeah, pull it down a little bit, maybe to like two or three or something like that. Let's see if that makes any difference. But now it's on one. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still hearing it here. Um, hmm. And then your audio, your your actual audio on your your laptop might be a little loud. I don't know if that maybe. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. We'd have to, you know, that's probably all the tech serve I could do <laughs> from here. But I think I think we can make do. We can make do with it. Uh, oh, eight uh, eight eight one seven LDS says it's your laptop fan noise. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's probably the fan from the laptop, so we can't do too much about that. Oh, you know, I think that's. I don't hear it anymore. Yeah, it's it's the fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear it anymore. Okay, yeah, I think it maybe got a little bit better. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. We can keep, uh, you know, we can keep going here. A shout-out to JP. I see him from Blue Rifle Society. He's out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Archangel says, I'll rock a 1911 for CCW, but only in 10 millimeter. So, where are you at with 10 millimeter, Mike? You know, I don't do a lot with it because um, I'm one of those guys that, is recoil averse and okay when when you get un, into the the magnum stuff like 44 magnum and 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 higher in terms of power my way of thinking has always been if you need that much power i go right to a rifle and uh i'm not knocking the people that like to go hunting with you know 454s and the 460 mm-hmm. ruger and all those big calibers mm-hmm. it's just not for me it, it you know for me uh uh shooting a gun should be fun Mm-hmm. And when you're getting beat up shooting it, it stops being fun and encourages a flinch and some other things. So I just don't. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I mean, the, the people that like 10 millimeters, God bless them. Uh, Ted Nugent is a huge proponent of 10 millimeter, and he shoots one very well. So, rock on. Yeah. 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 I think that uh, – what, what were you going to say? What were you going to say, Walt? Go ahead. No, I mean, there's there's a – uh, there's plenty of choices out there. Everybody can have their favorite. You know? Yeah, like you absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to tell the folks out there, Mike, what you're doing nowadays? Obviously, you wrote uh, Operation Wide Receiver, which was basically um, – well, you know what? You tell the folks what the book is about and then what kind of stuff you're up to nowadays. I'll let you tell it better than me. Sure. Um, so starting in 2006 and all the way through 2010 – I was a confidential informant for the ATF, and during that time period, uh, that they not only encouraged but directed me and ordered me to sell guns to various cartel members, uh, knowing full well these guns were being trafficked into Mexico. And that the code name was actually Operation Wide Receiver. That was the precursor to Fast and Furious, which started in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, all based out of Arizona. Uh, wide receiver was based in Tucson, and uh, uh, Fast and Furious was out of Phoenix. And people say, well, you know, Bush did it, so no big deal. Obama did it. But, you know, the thing about that is, is it was the same people doing both these operations. It didn't matter who was president. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this: when Obama was elected president, the number of guns quadrupled quadrupled in that operation that were being sent to Mexico. Listen, it was never an investigation. It truly was an investigation. It was a scheme. It was a plot. It was uh, a way that these people who had an agenda could put as many guns in Mexico and know that they would eventually show up at a crime scene or a murder scene and that eventually they would be able to use these statistics to point out to the rest of the American people that, you know, American guns are killing Mexican people and we need to stop selling them here so they stop dying in Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's as simple as you can get. That's Yeah, I mean, it's weird how people, like, I think like you said, right, regardless of who's, in, who's the president, it's funny how people who are in positions of power ATF, FBI, etc. How do they do stuff? <laughs> but do you? I don't. I don't know, and I'm not going to say either one. But do you think? Uh, um, uh, who 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 initiated this? Because somebody's got to initiate it pretty high up. Um, it doesn't just start with some local agent saying we're going to do this. You know. Sure, that's the big um, question. Now, the guy in Phoenix, the the special agent in charge of Phoenix, which encompasses all of Arizona and New Mexico as well. His name was Bill Newell. And uh, uh, he's one one of these people. They brought him in front of Congress and grilled him, and he never gave up any information about where his orders came from. But on my level, he was the the top guy that was directing things. Um, And that's who I dealt with. So is he he still there? Is he still? um, No, I think I think by now he's retired. But the, the thing of it is, was, you know, he was never. He was never punished for this. Held accountable. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never held accountable. They yeah. moved him to a different office, but they never took away his pension or his retirement or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he still got to keep all of that. Never got a, a formal reprimand, as far as I know. Um, 
you know, she's just amazing. And, and to be honest, nobody, nobody involved in wide receiver and fast and furious did. My case, the resident agent in charge in, uh, in Tucson, who was a real shepherd, Charles Higman, he never got any kind of sanctions, was allowed to retire with his pension and retirements. Uh, yeah. I mean, even the bad guys that you were um, that you were helping them, you know, investigate whatever they were calling that thing. Those guys didn't really pay a price either. Right. Well, uh, some of them small it, in all. When when wide receiver finished, there were 30 people arrested. They all did jail time. They all pled. Not not one of them went to trial. Mm-hmm. They all pled. And uh, but it was sentences like 18 months to 30 months. That was that was the typical sentence these people got. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. There's a couple. There's a couple things I want to get to. Uh, um, by the way, I see X Ring. Shout out to X Ring Clover Tack. Um, all those all those folks out there. By the way, as you guys come in here, smash the thumbs ups. Okay, we appreciate that. Okay, so that happened. Uh, we do have a podcast where we're talking all about this. If you guys want to get into it, if you have questions, I think you know Mike will be happy to ha- to happy to answer those. Um, at that time when you were doing that, you were you were a writer, I think, at that time for magazines, and you sure. kind of had your own FFL, you know, your own independent uh, business that you were doing. What happened after that, and what are you doing now for, you know, for a okay, living? Yeah. So, the reason I ran into these people, and it, and it was me taking ATF information for them to act on, and that's how I ended up becoming an informant. Started pretty simple, like, hey, would you mind recording a phone call with these guys? And uh, you know, I mean, in in the middle of it, it was. 50 Colt 38 Supers that were followed to Mexico with a helicopter and air surveillance from my house. Mm-hmm. That's how nutty things were. Most of these buys happened at my house. They'd bring in trash bags of cash and I'd have guns laid out in my living room and you know they'd pick what they wanted. Um, so after this all finished, uh, I still had my business and, and uh, I was still running. I did all of Arizona's gun shows, which would typically be two or three shows a month except in the in the hot summer months and uh, i was a distributor for uh armalite dpms and rock river so i was selling ar-15s already and and ran into quite a few people that wanted to take guns to mexico just because the money was so great i mean they could they could buy a, a an ar-15 for a thousand bucks and sell it for three thousand in mexico so uh anytime that you have the lure of easy money you're going to be running into people who's you know (laughs) their morals are low yeah yeah it it lowers their morals or or they lower their their themselves to that Mm -hmm. uh it's just too easy for them to make money Mm -hmm. okay so Mm -hmm. i closed the business uh 2013 uh shortly after the sandy hook uh tragedy I had the opportunity to sell all my inventory, and I did, and uh, uh, I just put that money in the bank. And since that time, I've been writing for various gun magazines and uh, living the charmed life. I uh, still live in the same house, and, uh, uh, you know, dogs are a big part of my life. I uh, start every morning by taking these guys for a run, and and uh, can't think of a better way to start my day than a desert run with the dogs. Yeah. I encourage you guys to uh, get this book if you can. Uh, a great way to listen to it is on audio, so it's available on Audible. That's that's how I listen to it. 
You know, I also have the book. Mike gave me a copy of the book. Um, but it, it was it was really interesting for me to think about it. And then I visited you out there. Um, you know, you still live in the same place. You know, you, you've got uh, guns strategically uh, positioned, let's say that. You know, which is cool. Love that. You know, you're still... Um, I don't, you know, I, I know some, like you said, those people went and came out and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if anyone's ever tried to, like, uh, you know, roll up on you out there since you're still in the same place. You know, I've had a, a couple late night visitors and uh, um, for whatever reason, it never turned to anything more than that. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know, I'm still, yeah, yeah heightened sense of security and, and vigilance and, and stuff and uh it can wear you down, and and that that was one of the, the the side effects of working three years doing this and not actually selling guns from my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was a crazy thing, and I should have never done it. But uh, uh, here we are. Um, the would you that, would you ever do it again? Oh hell no! <laughs> Did, didn't didn't ATF try to flip on you? Yeah, yeah, that's well, a good question. Right. Well, see, that was the thing. You know, after uh, Brian Terry, the Border Patrol agent, was shot, they wanted this to all go away. You know, any traces that they had done this stuff, and uh, you know, um, well, for instance, before my cases went to court, uh, they had to give discovery to these defendants. And a woman involved in it, her name was Laura Gwynn. She was an assistant U.S. attorney from Washington. She would actually specialized in doing MS-13 cases. I guess she had a, a little bit of Spanish in her background. But uh, uh, something that ATF had always promised me would never happen was they, they listed me as a source in their discovery documents. <laughs> that wasn't ever supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, even even if they suspected that I was the one that was doing this, now they had confirmation of it. And uh, um, that was before Brian Terry was shot and killed. After that happened, um, they came back to me and they're like, hey, you know, we need you to do this and we need you to do that. And I'm like, are you kidding? You're the same people that want to have me killed. And listen. There's only one reason you expose an, an informant or a confidential source. And uh, not to be overdramatic, I mean, it's not like they were sitting around plotting the death of Mike Deddy, but they figured that I would be scared enough to just go underground and not say a peep. And the people that worked with me day in and day out for three days probably knew ahead of time that I wasn't going to go away without making a sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and this lady from Washington just judged me wrong, I guess, or didn't care. But uh, yeah, after Brian Terry was killed, then all this gun walking got real scrutiny, and uh, uh, part of that was getting into my computer and erasing the uh, key files and folders. In that, every buy that I had with these guys, I recorded on a digital recorder and download it to my hard drive so I could burn a CD to take down to the federal building the day after for a debrief. Mm-hmm. So my hard drive held every conversation that was held here. Not only that, but every phone call to bad guys. And about halfway through the case, I started recording the agents because I just lost trust in them. It, I mean, nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. 
start building a case on somebody and a year later we're still selling them guns. You know, mm-hmm. We already know where the guns are going. Yeah, we, lots of guns. We know what family uh, was, the guns were going to. We know where in Mexico they're located. We know what port of entry they were taking the guns through, and we were still getting orders to keep sending these guns. That didn't make sense to me, and I had had a, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good uh, guy that that worked intelligence for the military. But he also, despite yeah, posse comitatus, was working cases in the United States uh, with FBI and CIA. And he used his sources, and he's like, you know, Mike, none of this makes sense. you got to start protecting yourself. Keep notes, take pictures when you can, keep these recordings, back up your computer every day. Um, and thank God, because that's what really saved me from getting deeper in this, was that I was able to retrieve all those files they deleted. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, when that happened, the day that happened, there was an AUSA, an assistant U.S. attorney here in Tucson, I called him and he's, he was pissed off. He's, he was on this case originally. He said, Mike, I, I want you to come down at noon and bring your computer. I'm going to have our forensics guys go through it. And about 11 o'clock, he, he called me up. He said, don't come. I can't do anything for you. Oh, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> so something, he got told to stand yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were setting you up. They were yep. setting oh. you up for something. They just assumed. I mean, I, I hate to say it out loud, and, mm-hmm. and God forbid my mom hear this, but they just assumed that the Mexicans would kill me. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. That's why. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was an easy way to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without me being able to tell my story or have these files available for anybody else to look at, that was one less thing for them to worry about. Then they could move on to Fast and Furious and anybody that was involved in that. And that's a whole nightmare in itself. Brian Terry's death and the cover-ups have been involved in that and the Terry family and oh, just yeah. absolutely lied to by Eric Holder and, and uh, uh, all elements of the Department of Justice. Terrible thing. Yeah, Brian Quick is saying in the chat here, which I agree with him, he says it would be nice for Mike to get onto Joe Rogan's podcast. I was actually watching Joe Rogan, man, I think this was maybe a couple months ago, and he had on one of these reporters that goes into Mexico a lot, and they were talking about some of this. And and I I try to reach out to him, but, you know, I mean, I don't know Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Ian Grill, I think, is the guy's name. Yeah. yeah, very fluent in Spanish, and Mm -hmm. uh, he lives in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Have been in contact. He, he called me a couple different times and did interviews with me for a new book that he's writing. But that reporter, I yeah, oh, okay. I, I see uh, um, Rogan's broadcast, and uh, mm-hmm. he also had a uh, a guy that had been a Mexican federal police officer, um, and I'm not sure where he learned to speak English, but he had perfect English also, and he was telling how screwed up things were down there, and nobody warned them about these. These oh, guns flooding guns. in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what, if, if anyone out there knows how to get in touch with Joe Rogan or whatever, I, it's like, you know, I, I think it would be a good idea for him to get Mike on the, on, on the record about this. And I think he'd be able to ask good questions and stuff like that. I don't know how to do it other than like, you know, um, I try to, I try to tweet to him or something like that, but I doubt he's going to pay any attention to that. But I think it would be a good story. Um, for anyone who 
so for anyone who has the ability to make that happen. If um, okay, so Mike stepped out here for a sec. He's probably getting something. Here's another thing that Brian Quick asks. He says, "I'd be curious um, of if Mike has any theories about the Las Vegas incident. Some speculate it was an arms deal gone bad." You know, this seems like there's a massive cover-up going on over there. Um, did you have you looked into any of that stuff? You got any feelings on that? I've not, but um, here's here's some things that strike me as as not making sense. Now, the day this happened or the night this happened, I had to get up at two thirty to make a flight out of town. So I turned on the TV, Fox News, and so this at that time this incident was only about an hour or two hours old. And I heard the recordings of, of this gun going off. I'm like, son of a gun. Somebody has a belt-fed weapon up there. And, and then uh, I landed in Colorado. Now the news reports are he had AR-15s with 90-round drums. And I'm like, no, and bump stocks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I've played around with bump stocks. I could never imagine. <laughs> Without it starting and stopping. Wait a second. Are you trying to tell me you couldn't, you, Mike Daddy, you could not get bump stocks to work? Because I always thought I was a special kind of stupid because I well, could never get those to work. Uh, somewhere on the Internet is a, is a video of Jerry Mitchlick trying to run one, and he can't. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> well, it goes against a shooter's instincts. Yeah, every everything that you learn about shooting. Yeah. But... For somebody empty a 90-round drum without it sputtering or quitting, uh, that didn't make sense. And then then early reports were that, that this guy had video, his own video surveillance set up at the door so he could see who was coming. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen any of that video? Mm -mm. And why would it still need to be classified? And then yeah. you had this security guard guy that supposedly was shot through the door with a mm -hmm. Five five six bullet, and then he disappeared from town. And when he reappeared, he said he went to visit friends in Mexico for the weekend or something. Uh, you know, gosh, a, a tumbling five five six round, if even if it hits you in the calf, is going to do some really mm -hmm. bad things. So mm -hmm. you know, nothing seems to add up. And then I heard another report that after he was done firing, he uh, took his laptop took a, a set of tiny screwdrivers, took the hard drive out, and flushed <laughs> it down the toilet. He <laughs> had so, time to do that. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. He, maybe adrenaline meant nothing to this guy, and he had complete dexterity, and maybe that hotel has some really super-duper toilets that can swallow a hard drive. Um, but we don't know where the hard drive is, and we've never seen those videos. We've never seen the hotel surveillance video. I mean, and we're well, talking about, sorry, well, we're talking about Vegas, which we've all, everyone here has been to Vegas. You can't, you can't uh, make a, a silent fart in Vegas that they don't, they don't somehow capture, right? Right. We, uh, yeah. we've, I've seen this so many times, especially a shot show. You mess around, they're like, oh, we, we know you're doing this. As, as far as seeing the videos, I don't think you're ever going to see those because of the lawsuits. Um, mm -hmm. The hotel would be stupid to put out video of all this stuff with with the lawyers just clamoring for with fifty people killed. That's you know that's a yeah. hell of a lot of lawsuits. So, but there has to be know. a lot of video, and to think that with oh, all sure that video is. out there, there's no leaks. The only video we saw is the <laughs> one that they released. Remember, they released a couple of clips of this guy, which in Vegas, everything up to your room, they're recording. 
Well, why haven't you heard from anybody that was shot? You haven't heard from anybody that was shot in that thing. Mm-hmm. That was it. Uh, that, that survived. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd think people would be talking and you know, nothing. You don't hear anything. That's kind of strange too. I think. Yeah, and the investigation is over. Basically, the FBI in the investigation said, oh, "We don't know what happened." Why did he send a hundred grand to the Philippines? No, no idea. No idea. This is one of those. I mean, I think this is why it has a little bit of parallel. I'm not trying to say a direct thing, but it's almost like something happened here. It got really cleaned up. <laughs> and there's no one who, you know, no one's I don't know if we're ever we're, we're likely more likely to find out aliens are real than, than to find out what happened in Las Vegas. I, I agree with you. And, the, you know, the other thing is those the windows you know, supposedly he broke the windows with a hammer, and and I'd like to see a video of that because all those casinos, you know how thick those windows are, and to yeah. just be able to knock one out with a hammer just seems unbelievable. Mm. I don't know. That's true. Those are so. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's lots of things going on. That, listen, who here actually believes in the government? <laughs> who here trusts the government? Because I don't <laughs> enough for anything. Um, uh, by the way, CB says no 2A vote in Chesterfield, VA, freezing temps, and over 1,000 people outside here. Okay. Um, and he says they punted. So that's from CB. I'm not, you know, he's, he's probably out there uh, sending that, that in. So, Mike, let me ask you this. After this, do you trust the government? Because I know a lot of, we've, we've had this conversation before. A lot of people say, why did you do it? You know, when some when when someone from the government shows up on the doorstep or whatever and says, "Help us out! Don't do it." Well, absolutely, and that that would be um, my recommendation, my advice. Uh, at the time, you know, um, here's the thing: I went, I took them a piece of information, and they said, "You know, we could really he- use your help. You know, your instincts were right. These people are bad. Can can you help us?" And I thought. Sure, I can help you. You know, it's supposed it was supposed to be three weeks. Well, it turned into you know four different cases in three years. Three years, yeah. Um, and and I really felt like you know I owed my country something. I really did, and maybe I did, but I didn't owe my government a damn thing, and I still don't. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wouldn't do it again. That that my mistake was confusing my government for my country. And they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. So I, I would do anything, including die for my country. But for my government, I wouldn't walk across the street for them. Mm-hmm. No, because they'll throw you out. They'll throw you under the bus the first chance to get. Yeah. To yeah. save to save their own skin for their little bureaucratic job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cody Milbacher says one of the best guests ever. Thanks, Cody. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Elfson's yeah. Rifles and Reloading says, I think he sent his girlfriend $100,000 in the Philippines. Yeah, but Someone else why? said that, too. Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The why? It's, it's, it's just too, it's just why? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, and then they throw, the person they throw underneath the bus is the poor guy that reloaded the ammo that he bought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy reloaded it without a license. He didn't have a, a license for reloading ammo, and they, he got, he got time, too. Yeah. So. Just recently, I think. So, yeah. Uh, strange story. Uh, I actually did a, a gun show. I don't do gun shows for a living anymore, but a couple times a year I'll uh, try to sell excess stuff out of my gun safe. Mm-hmm. And we set up next to that guy um, at a show. He's a little goofy. 
<laughs> just because he sold some of his reloads, I don't think was caused to make him a felon and take yeah. away his possess a gun. Yeah. No. No. Well, they need they needed somebody to have in court. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And I don't think I don't think they were able to prove that this guy fired any of those rounds that evening. Oh. The yeah, ones that the other him. guy reloaded. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went after him because he didn't have a license to do that. Yeah. That's how um, are you, you, well, hold on. Uh, are you supposed to have a license to do that? Yes, to do reloading, you're supposed to. And sell it commercially, you're supposed to have a oh, license. Oh, okay. Train license. Yeah. So if you're going to a gun show selling reloads, you're selling it commercially. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah. It's just weird what people choose to, like, what they choose to go after. And the laws. Um, I think we were talking about this before. Let me see where's this article. Uh, I'm going to try to bring this <laughs> up here. So this shooting that happened in Pensacola, right? I don't know if you guys heard about that here in Florida. There was a shooting in Pensacola. Um, it was a Saudi Arabian national. Basically, he got a gun. He did this thing. Well, the sheriff from um, Pensacola is surprised. How the hell did this guy get it? You know, I didn't know you could sell guns to people who aren't American citizens. Sure you can. And there's a whole article about this. Very good. Yeah. Uh, What do you guys think about that whole thing? Like, obviously, I've known this as an FFL that you can uh, sell guns to people. I'm going to say this about a lot of law enforcement people, not everybody. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them don't know the first freaking thing about guns and gun law <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or the rules or the regulations. They just know that everything is is bad. Mm-hmm. I've heard this from a lot like Peck, my, my my, you know, my my wife's uh, father, who was a cop for 50 years, you know, thinks, you know, the short barrel, the, our AOW shotguns I make are illegal. And you try to tell them, no, they're not illegal. Well, once again, though, most most mm-hmm. I don't care if he's a. Chief law enforcement's offer nine times out of ten or nothing but a bunch of bureaucrats, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, they get yeah. to that point in their career where they just become pencil pushers. Yeah. So, And I'm sure – I don't know where this article is going with this. Um, I'm avoiding sharing it here on the screen because I know we have some issues with that. But the thing is, is that – okay, so people from outside of America who are not citizens, who are here, maybe living in Florida, elsewhere, you get a hunting license, et cetera, you can buy a firearm – uh, first of all, what do you guys think about that? Is that something? Because I'm we sure. Had them. We had yeah, them I'm through. sure. If we, if let's say everyone, let's say we decided, oh no, we're not going to let people who aren't here get the guns. I'm sure someone would go, oh, look at you being racist against people from mm-hmm. outside of America. You don't want them to buy guns. How, how do you guys feel about this? Should people be able to do that? Should they not? Does it matter? I, I bet if you run the numbers. Just the regular old citizens kill more people with the guns they bought than foreign nationals. So mm-hmm. I don't think the foreign national thing is it. The thing you need to look at is where he was from and his yeah. background. Well, not, it's a thing not, because of hunting. Like we go to other countries and we're able to hunt, yeah. right? We're yeah, able to can, we're able yeah. to get guns in other countries and we're able to go hunting uh, in those if you can have those guns there. Uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of countries you have to. A lot of countries you can't bring the gun. You got to use a gun that's there. Mm-hmm. Like when you go with a guide, the guide provides the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people buying them here are not buying them to go hunting. Mm-hmm. They're just buying them for self-protection or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 thing, the thing I'd like to see research is, it, has anybody else ever done this? And if not, I mean, maybe this is a loophole that was a tiny loophole 
and somebody other than the active shooter was able to feed this guy information about how to go about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that would have taken a lot of research to figure out. And he did it, and he didn't buy a hunting gun. He bought a whatever he used, a Glock, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then, like Walter was saying, you have to look at where the person's coming from. I know that. I think they just blocked all um, students from Saudi Arabia, right? From uh, didn't they just change that, or they want to change that? I haven't. I haven't heard that. But like I said before the show, too, um, to be a Saudi and to be in the military and to be an officer, mm-hmm. you have to be from certain families and you have to be connected. It's not just Joe Schmo doesn't apply to be an officer in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, so take a look at that too. See where the where it leads back to. I think you'll find you'd be probably pretty surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. But, well, you know, Osama bin Laden and lots of other people were. Uh, his family is big time in Saudi big, Arabia. Uh, yeah, yeah, big muckety mucks. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So that doesn't really. Um, I think you know. we have. I think we have enough of our own oil. You know. Um, I think so. I think so, Walter. Let, let, the, let the Chinese teach them how to fly. Maybe if we do a little drilling. <laughs> uh, we have plenty of oil, actually. Yeah. We, we also, chill. like I keep telling people, we have plenty of uh, natural gas. Plenty of America. that. More, plenty we've of got coal. more natural gas in America than Saudi Arabia has oil, and we can run vehicles off of that. Plenty of coal. Um, you can gasify coal, too. Mm-hmm. Ask the Nazis. They'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> they did it all. They did it all, and they laughed. But they did it all. They, you know, it wasn't yeah. clean, but they did it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why we're still in that business of training Saudis how to. I know they want to sell them weapons. That's the big thing. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of money in weapons sales. But yeah. Um, 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 Jerry Parker says, "Why is the U? Uh, why is the U.S. military base a gun-free zone, and where are the MPs?" True. Regardless well, of what someone did, if the, you know, if someone really wants to to be destructive, they're going to be destructive. Why? Yeah. Why can't Why can't an officer? Nothing else. The officers carry weapons. I mean, you know, yeah. they can go kill people in other countries. Why can't they? Uh, you know, take care of things here. Yeah. And uh, Elfster's rifles and reloading says romaine lettuce has killed more people than AR-15s. You know, yeah, good old, good old uh, Salmonella does a nice job on the people. Got to eat their healthy salads. That's what. That's uh, that's why. That's I'm why allergic get, to that stuff. I don't when, know about when, you. When I get a baked potato, I don't get those onions on top of the baked potato. You can keep your mm-hmm. little onions. They can keep all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, those people in the fields got to go someplace. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, active. Uh, so Brian Quick and Brian Quick says active duty service members need to be able to carry. When I was in the Navy, I mentioned to my department head, uh, 0304, about carrying an M9 whenever I wanted on the ship, and he thought I was crazy. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. crazy until it happens. So wait, on the, if you're like, on the Navy ship, you can't have guns? Well, there's probably, and, well, on a Navy ship, aren't the, the Marines are the, are the security on a Navy ship? I don't know. Mike, Mike you're the Marine. Is that... Yeah, that's true. And there's also, you know, okay. uh, uh, the Navy Shore Patrol and stuff. So they, they would be authorized. And then there's certain MOSs on board ship, um, you know, to prevent being, I don't know, boarded or whatever. That oh, would okay. have a, availability to, to different weapons and stuff, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's quite a few people that would have reason to have a, a gun on board a ship. Sorry, a weapon, not a gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because every once in a while somebody goes 
goes haywire on some of these ships too. So, mm-hmm. well, you, need, you, need you know, the, the bigger ships have their own brigs that are, you know, it's, oh, yeah. they're they're virtually a city. So they have their mini police departments and convenience stores and all that laundries and all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I um, uh, we'll see what comes out of that. I don't know if they. I'm sure they're going to try to make up some more laws behind that. Yeah, that'll that'll all yeah. go away like it never happened. Yeah, watch. Um, um, you know, the interesting case is the the Jersey City shooters. How much have you heard? Of it? I had, you know, I leave my TV on Fox all day, and there's very little about that. Yeah, very little's coming out. I think they were saying that these guys are like uh, part of the Black Israelites or something like that. Uh, I don't know the the guys who did this thing. Oh, you mean the shootout there in in Jersey there? Yeah, yeah. in Jersey. It's yeah. a husband and wife, right? And then there was another one. Um, I think they were saying that they were members because they're looking for other people, which I think is why they're being a little quiet about this whole thing right now. They, there's some people they probably feel like they haven't caught up to yet. But I did see something saying that um, it looks like whoever did this were members of. Um, uh, I think it's like. Uh, let me see. I'll I'll find it right now. I think they were saying they were like some kind of Israelites. Um, like a fringe group type of situation going on there. Rick says black Hebrew Israelites. There you go, black Hebrew Israelites. Black Hebrew yeah. Israelites. Okay, whatever. Uh, what else? Yeah. So, uh, um, I, I listen once again. Do can we believe anything the government is telling us? Uh, I think the answer is no. Well, you know, look what. I, Hey, you heard anything about the uh, UPS driver, the poor guy that got shot, and the civilian guy that got shot, uh, the female that got shot in that shootout with those thugs? You know? You know, oh, here in too. Florida? Yeah. No, I mean, was that? That wasn't in Florida. Oh, in Miami, yeah. In Miami, right. yeah, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down that way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miami is in Florida, Walter, just so you can. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared, to, compared to where you live, Miami's not in Florida. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Florida is like about three or four different countries, actually. Yeah, you have you got the north or the or lower Alabama, you know, mm-hmm. over that way. Mm-hmm. And you got where we live, which, you know, normal people live. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and, oh, and then you got Miami. Anyways. Yeah, uh, you forgot the keys. Don't forget about the keys. Well, that's that's a whole other subject down there. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Okay, let's see. Um, I don't know. Let's uh, I don't, let's see if we can switch to something here. Uh, by the way, do you guys like AKs? I'm gonna ask the two of you. Uh, Mike, what do you Vincent? think? Come on, yeah. come on. Yeah, let's see. Mike, are you an AK guy? Well, I'm more of an AR guy, but I've got a, a couple AKs that I enjoy shooting. But I actually shoot AR-15. Okay, AR-15 guy. Walter, what about you? <laughs> this, this rhetorical question for Walter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, here's an AR mag. For, for anyone who doesn't know, Walter is showing off now his uh his AK mags on that he that he has there. That was some some recent purchases that we need to test out. So. Okay. So check this out. This is on the firearms blog. It says post of the day. Mikhail Timofeevich. Timofeevich. Kalishnikov, Kalishnikov, 100 years, 100 oh, okay. years of stealing the design for the AK from oh, the it. German. <laughs> no, okay, I'm just, I'm just messing around. Uh, so 100 years ago today, Mikhail Timofeevich Kalishnikov was born. He died in 2013 at the age of 94. This is the subject in today's photo. In memory of this event, there will be a statue raised in St. Petersburg, Russia, 
and then they're showing the statue. Let me see. I, I'm gonna probably mess up the audio by doing this, but I'll throw up. A, I'll throw this up so you guys can see it here. There we go. Uh, a statue of a young Mikhail. I, I guess his middle name was Tim Kalishnikov. The, yeah. There you go. Timovich. 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 There you go. So, someone probably knows how to pronounce it better than me. Born a hundred years ago. Uh, what do you guys think about all that? Do you remember the other statue, the first one they put up of him someplace where they had an MP44 instead of an AK? Yeah. Do you remember when that happened? Because they were trying to tell us the truth. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you come down on this, Mike. I don't know. I don't know if you even want to touch it. I believe, to me, I don't really believe that Kalashnikov invented the AK all in his own. That's just, I don't know. Well, no. That might be like my little personal conspiracy theory, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I he just had don't. To, be... Go that, ahead. That could that could not be a German design because it's too simple. Well, that's what I think. I think they. The I Germans think the Russians, can't make I think the Russians simplified it. I think the Russians simplified it. Did you you see so, any to rivets be able to on mass it? produce it? You see, you, there's no rivets on an MP44. Not a single rivet. Yeah, okay. not th- not that makes any difference. So they, you okay. know, the Russians were a little further up the food. I mean, excuse me, the the Germans were higher up the food chain on their manufacturing than the. Oh, okay. So you think Russians. that Kalishnikov totally invented the AK? Well, I'm not saying he didn't have some help there in, in the Russia, but yeah. Oh, okay, um, okay. But he didn't invent any other guns. There were there were there were influences, yes, very oh, much okay. so influences. All right. Yeah. Okay. And every everybody that makes a gun gets influences from. Other people, a mm-hmm. firearm, a rifle, a shotgun, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from from other other manufacturers. That's just the way it is. So. Yeah, Yannick Stoner says potatoes run the Illuminati. It's part of the Hidden Valley Ranch conspiracy. <laughs> 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 so it was foretold in the prophecy by the taking uh, back of, of by by the t- talking bar of soap of Bob- Babylon. There you go. Okay. Oh, All right. Yeah. So listen, you guys are old school gun guys. I never met. I never, never, never met Kalishnikov. Did you guys ever meet him? Okay, Walter. Oh, really? Okay. So let's let's. Uh, what's your what's your uh, Kalishnikov story, Mike? We'll let you go first, and we'll let Walter, since yeah, it's a hundred uh, years. Uh, sometime around 1994, I was at the shot show, and I was talking to uh, Jonathan Arthur Senior at his booth, and somebody was. Uh, leaning against me, pushing me out of the way. And, of course, you know, the harder we pushed. Someone was pushing you out of the way? Before I dug in and I turned, and here's a big, smelly Russian in, like, a fur coat, who oh, apparently really? was Kalishnikov's bodyguard, uh, pushed me out of the way so Kalishnikov could get in there and talk to Jonathan Arthur. And uh, he was looking at a 22 conversion kit. Now, here's the, the really cool thing is, as he was sitting there looking at the conversion kit, Eugene Stoner walked by. What? Uh, and of course, this was before everybody had a camera on their phone, so I and I didn't have a camera with me. So uh, I missed a, a, a big moment in history. I'm not sure if they had ever met before that, but I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, here's two of the greatest uh, gun inventors of this century mm-hmm. right in front of me, and uh, I didn't have a damn camera. Jeez. Okay, that was cool. That was pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine that would be a pretty cool um, sight to see right there. You know. So did you get a chance to actually talk to uh, Kalishnikov? Or? 
I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't even okay. take his hand, and I, I really didn't get a chance to talk to uh, the stoner either. I don't know what I would have said to him or, or anything. I was kind of starstruck. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can imagine that. Uh, what about you, Walter? Did you? Uh, 2007 Shot Show. The last time it was in, as far as I'm concerned, I remember. Last time it was in Orlando. Um. Um. What's his name? Um. Kalishnikov? Oh no, no. Well, Kalishnikov was there, but he was brought there by um, not not Stoner, but um, um, Knight, uh, Reed Knight. Reed Knight oh. brought him um, okay. to the show, and and I and I was standing there, and here he comes walking up, and it was like, you know, like we're just face to face kind of people talking, you know, and and then um, later that night, you know, uh, we went to um, to Reed Knight's museum at the factory in Titusville and he got on, we got on a bus. He bought the buses and the whole nine yards went over there and walking around and there's Kalishnikov walking around his museum and everybody's just, you know, like just, hanging out. You know, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There was a bunch of people, but still it was yeah. kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And, so let me ask you, let me ask you old dogs this since, you know, you, cause you know, this, that, that's, that, you know, those are like cool people that you were talking about meeting. Um, who's like that nowadays? Like when you go to the shows, you're like, "Oh, it'd be cool to meet this guy." Oh, there's too much. There's a lot of thinking going on. Uh, here. Yeah, well, I, I, I can see I, yeah. smoke coming out of ears. <laughs> it's it's hard to say, you know. Um, we're we're still working with the AR-15, which was, I mean, what you know, its genesis was what in the '50s, and mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. all we're doing right now is redefining it, and. Uh, supposedly improving it but uh what's the, the the next greatest weapons platform that's out there you you know i i can't get too excited about tavor i'm sorry hank right. I, I, well, yes okay i know i felt that like a a lot of them are like a, are, are a bolt just, to the heart a lot of those guns are just repackaged actions they're taken for like a sample uh the uh, g36 you know mm -hmm. the which is basically, uh, or the AR-180, or the AR-18, you know, as that action's been taken and put in different packages. Uh, gas impingement, of course, not too many people have repackaged that because mm -hmm. it is what it is. But mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of strange how that hasn't happened. But, um, but um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, 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 there's nothing like, I don't see any like great advancement coming out, you know, that's, that's practical and be, can be made. Okay. So you, you guys, you guys don't feel like there's anyone like with a blank sheet of paper coming up with a new gun or there's well, nothing you know, like that. So we had the the Hudson Hudson H nine, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think that company is completely defunct now. Oh yeah, interesting husband and wife team, Cy mm -hmm. and uh, oh gosh, Lauren, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of a cool new gun that incorporated some new features and some old features. But I mean, they started. I mean drawn this thing on a piece of notebook paper mm -hmm. and they brought it to manufacture and unfortunately it, it, it just didn't last but it had some neat features to it uh one person i always make a, a point of stopping and talking to is frank the soma at pof patriot ordnance factory oh, yeah. frank mm -hmm. spent a lifetime in uh in uh space engineering and uh aerospace stuff and he's the guy to go to when it comes to alloys and coatings and 
heat dissipation and stuff like that. You know, he's come up with the roller cam for the AR-15 bolt and uh, the heat sink barrel nut. I mean, it's just some really neat ideas, but he's always been one of those guys that says, well, here's the way we always did it. We did it, we do it because it's always done that way. He's like, no, you know, we can do this better. And his, his guns are a reflection of that. He's got some really neat stuff out there. You know, he came out with the revolution two years ago, which was, uh, it's basically, it's an AR-15 chambered for 308. I mean, he found a way to make it all work and and they work very well and they don't knock the heck out of you when you shoot them. So I have to give him some credit. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's true. I think POF makes some great guns. I mean, I always thought their stuff was cool. And then when I saw the um, Eric at Iraq veteran try to burn one of those down and then get tired, like, you know, you know, uh, Iraq veteran does that. Uh, yeah. Is it, nope. Do they call it a meltdown? He does basically a machine gun torture test and he got tired. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, this thing's not. This is not gonna burn down." I was actually, "Oh wow, that's that." I thought that was amazing, you know, because the kind of the kind of the the pressure that he puts on those guns, man. I mean, you know, even when they go the distance, you're like, "Wow!" But this, he got he actually got tired and couldn't destroy that. So, um, yeah. Uh, let me let me get some of this in here, really, 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 really quick. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, the outdoorsman says, I saw Hank at last NRA show at a company booth and had to do, uh, they had to do a different kind of AK barrel, um, out of stainless. Yep. That's cool. That's, uh, AccuTech. They're making, um, the, the, uh, barrel assembly, um, for an AK and the ba- the barrel assembly barrel and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. I had that here the other day. It's a pretty good gun. Basically, I have an AK that's like built like a tank, everything made in America, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So, um, and then someone else was saying that I'm I am the cool person in the gun world that you guys should be all amazed to meet, but whatever. I was going to say that. Yeah, sure. Sure, Mike. You had your chance. You had your chance. You didn't. You didn't. No, no, no. Uh, Walter. Okay, so what about you, Walter? You, you, I, you no, know, no cool guys out there? Not right now? I, no, I like agree with Mike. There's a lot of people doing all kinds of things with mm-hmm. things like that. Um, what I was kind of getting at, there's not like an earth shattering new, new, new design. There's yeah. nothing out there that's that's yeah. I mean, everybody's played. The Russians have played with different things and they all they all go back to the AK action. So um, what would you guys say? Okay, so what about Kelgren? What about George Kelgren from Caltech? Is he, is he? Uh, but, can we put him in that but, category, or are there are well, their stuff derivative also? Do you think? No, I mean, there, there's cool stuff. I'm, I'm thinking what would end up being a military gun. Mm. Um, in the end, you know, and okay. that kind of that kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're, you're not thinking that they're building anything right now that could really pass like military testing. That's gonna not. It's now. gonna bump the gonna bump the AR platform or the AK app platform or or bump the uh, the 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 G36 tile thing out of the way or HK even you know the delayed mm-hmm. roller lock stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, you can get into all kinds of fancy recoil reduction methods and everything else. But it makes the gun a lot more complicated to manufacture, and is it and right. expensive? So different materials, uh, right? And and yeah. all kinds of like the Russians came up with all kinds of cool stuff, but they just can't justify the expense of thousands of uh, rifles, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. or millions of rifles. But mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. But um, no, there, there's lots. There's lots. Of, there's a lot of stuff people are doing. You know, um, mm-hmm. out there. Are, uh, I mean, so are, the, are the AK? Is the AK? Is the you know the AK HK uh, AR? Are those just too good? Are we not capable well, of going any further than this, or making anything better than this? Well, I, once again, is the better easier to make and cheaper to make and more effective versus all the fancy? Be like adding electronics to a gun. Do you need to add electronics to a gun to make it fire? No, I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. I mean, no. you know, I mean, no, we might have uh, we might have reached a pinnacle on what we can do, like so far I mean, as mechanical it, guns. Maybe from here we need to go to lightsabers and lasers or something like even that. Even the the people that make these things have said the they're pretty much as much as you're going to do right now with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much it, you know. Yeah, I mean, aside yeah. from, and sometimes unless you come up with unobtainium or some kind of high super super duper materials and stuff, they're pretty much it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, short of putting a chip right in your brain, you well, know, ma- yeah, which I'm not can, doing. <laughs> no, you can chip. You can chip this. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, do you do you do you think that's true, Mike? Do you think we've kind of like, like the technology when it comes, we're pretty much there, and now we could just re- really just tinker with like materials and and well, production I, oh, processes I, and stuff. I don't think I don't think we're there. I think one of the reasons that we're not seeing other platforms is because. What we have is working very well. The, the popularity of the AR-15 is, uh, I just recently spent some time with my stepson and and his buddies, and all his buddies were shown, you know, shown off their AR-15s that they put together from parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like the growing up Lego. And, you know, each kid's gun looked a little bit different. They all had different reasons for picking whatever handguard, whatever stock, whatever trigger they put on it. It was kind of neat. It was exciting for me to see that these kids are educating themselves and then putting these guns together. Cool. What so, age category I, are they in? Just out of curiosity. So that's mid thirties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think that, once that, you have guns that kids can work on themselves, I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, God, where's my headspace gauge? Where's my micrometer? <laughs> yeah, because usually, as, usually as, when you put put an AR together, your your headspace is okay, or at least usable. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just an incredibly easy gun to work on. It's fun to work on. I think that explains part of its popularity, but I have no doubt that sooner or later, somebody's going to come along with a better operating system. Yeah. I mean, mean, people, they're they're playing with the case, once again, the caseless ammo, which is something from the seventies, even sixties, you know, that's making the cycle back through again. Um, uh, something in the chats, Elfster saying in the chat about rail guns. Mm-hmm. Well, rail guns require power to work properly, and yeah, he says the, uh, have, yeah, he says the portable, yeah, he says the portable <laughs> electronic mag- magnetic rail gun will eventually replace the conventional firearm of today, just like with Tesla and Ford. Uh, yeah, that's gonna Ford, take more Tesla, power than a Tesla. Tesla ain't getting ready to replace Ford anytime soon. So, um, once uh, again, it's a power issue. You got to have that. You, you know, if you're out in the middle of a bumfuck. Uh, a desert someplace and you don't have power what are you going to do yeah you're going to start making a making a bow and arrow i mean you know i don't know you know it's yeah until you can run it off of a small lightweight battery i don't know what you're yeah, going to do i mean right now we're not that period where we have these power sources that, yeah you know. um i, see. I think that in the desert you need more water than you need a battery so um <laughs> it's one of those kind of things yeah i see chris from kentucky says unless they change the bullet I'd say we're at the pinnacle of firearm tech, uh, just my opinion. 
um, the bullet. Do you think uh, can we, can, we? We could probably tweak. We I don't know if we can replace the bullet. We could probably we, we're tweaking we're we're tweaking ballistic technology a lot, right? Well, you know, recently we've had some some kind of new and exciting rounds come out that uh, mm-hmm. you know will fit in an AR-15. That's kind of exciting, and uh, I mean, just lately, I mean, recent history to six-five Creedmoor, mm-hmm. incredibly accurate round, mm-hmm. and, and and the popularity on that is just yeah, yeah. Gone. I think six-five Creedmoor. Uh, it's like the other day I was shooting. What, what was uh, that gun that Patrick has? It's not. Is it a Scar? Three oh eight. Scar, uh, but it's all the yeah. the whole the the one that's all hooked up and and has uh, the Geisley trigger and the adjustable like you know cheek rest stock and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is cool because it's very light, very low recoil and everything, very accurate. But I was like, man, if I'm gonna spend this money, I would want six five. Yeah, but once again, six five is conventional. The Scar mm-hmm. is conventional, so there's really no technological earth-shattering changes it's just mm-hmm. tweaked conventional stuff pretty much yeah. so and because yeah. it works it works you know i mean there's no reason to come up with laser guns and rail guns and all this stuff when you can do it for a lot less money and get the job done so yeah so mike other than the six five uh lola asked this question what am what round have you shot lately that you're impressed with i know you, you just said six five creep more any other um impressed with well you know, most of the <laughs> most of the rounds that I shoot are have been around for for eons. So uh, late, I'll tell you this: um, in the past year, I've bought dies for forty-five Colt, mm. and uh, um, I've just fallen in love with that cartridge. It's fun to reload, and it's fun to shoot. And I've had a couple different opportunities up at Gunsight to take a, a Smith and Wesson Model Twenty-Five in forty-five Colt and uh, uh, take some revolver classes up there uh, and have a uh, a Chiapa 16-inch trapper lever gun also chambered in in 45 Colt. 45 ACP is big big for me, so, you know, I reload that quite a bit. And I don't reload 9mm very often, only because I get lots and lots of it to do uh, evaluations for my article guns. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing really exciting there, but it's nice to have stuff. You know how it performs, and you know what to expect from it. Yeah. So you do you. You're. Um, I think you were saying this to me off camera. Are you find your, Are you finding yourself like uh, going back to the old school stuff? I am. You know, it's just. Uh, it just seems to be where my area of interest is lately. Mm-hmm. I grew up. First gun I had was a Smith and Wesson Model 27, 357, and uh, um, my Last year of college, I went to Gunsight, and then I was all about 1911s for like the next 25 years. And uh, <laughs> enough, it, was, uh, it was class back at Gunsight. I had to take a revolver. I took a two and a half inch Smith and Wesson Model 19 that really rekindled that that desire and that and, you know how much fun revolvers are to shoot and, and reload for and stuff. So. Uh, uh, like I told you, probably the last five guns that I've bought have been either Colt or Smith & Wesson revolvers, uh, 1950s, 60s, or 70s flavor. Hmm. If it's not pinned recess, I don't, I won't even look at it. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. That's interesting to think about, you know. Are you fancying yourself as an old-timey gunslinger these days, you know? 
Yeah. Definitely old. Getting nostalgic <laughs> for that. <laughs> and I bet, okay, did you ever, did you ever rock a Glock? Did you ever rock a Glock, Mike? I mean, I know I you've shot, I know you've shot Glocks, but did you ever, like, actually seriously carry a Glock? No. I own one. <laughs> I, I bought, uh, when they came out with the, the Glock 35 Practical Tactical, I bought my test gun, and that was uh, in the year 2000, I think. Wow. And I, since then, I've bought a, a 9 millimeter barrel for it, and uh, so I could go between 40 and 9. And uh, that's the only Glock I own. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting perspective. Lola also wanted me to ask you, like, because you're, you're uh, reviewing guns and stuff like that for different magazines, right? I don't know if you... Right. Uh, um, can you tell us what magazines you're writing for, just in case the folks out there, um, you know, see you in a magazine? Sure. Uh, I write for Athlon Outdoors, and they have a bunch of titles. People might recognize Ballistic Magazine or Combat Handguns. Um, I think in Tactical Life is another one. I think we have over 40 different titles. So, um, yeah, I do about 50 articles a year for them, and then I do stuff for the NRA. I typically do between 15 and 20 articles for the NRA mm -hmm. uh, in Rifleman. So oh, okay. That keeps me busy. Yeah. I gotta keep the. I'm still getting some uh, some rifleman things from NRA. Yeah. Um, um, I got a question. Yeah. So okay, go ahead, Walt. I'm supposed to be picking somebody from the chat to win something. Oh, uh, I hold on a second. I don't know. Lola, that's what Lola was telling me. That's Lola brought mean. notes. Lola brought notes. So we got to figure out what she's saying about that. Let me get this question in. We'll do this. We will. We will be giving away some stuff because we're giving away something every day when we're on the air here um in in the month of december and today there's a bunch of stuff here so and you guys don't even have to do much work except be here i would just ask everyone we have over 100 people watching us right right now live if you guys can all smash the thumbs ups when we get to 100 thumbs ups i'm gonna give away stuff i've got i think i got like four things here i'm gonna give away all you guys have to do is smash the thumbs ups and get us to 100 let me ask this Walt, um lola wanted to know Oh, actually, I see Lola now. Lola wanted to know what guns in 2019 you were eager, you looked forward to reviewing, or that you know you were excited about. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> this is not going 20, well. <laughs> Twenty-two Glock. Twenty-two Glock. Yeah. No, it's not going uh, well. <laughs> here, here's here's me riding my bicycle, and here's Lola with a stick. <laughs> Put this. Yeah. That, yeah he's know, not, Mike's not happy about this question, Lola. I'll tell you that an article I finished today, which was actually a nice gun, and I, when I first saw it, I, I was like, why, why, why does this gun exist? And it was a Remington 700 pistol. Oh and, yeah. Um, I can't get into too much detail because it's still under embargo, but they've come out with a new version for 2020. It's chambered in 6.5. I took it out and shot it uh, with a right-on scope, and I fired a number of groups that were sub-MOA. It's a 12-and-a-half-inch barrel. It's a chassis gun, aluminum chassis, and uh, has your Xmark Pro trigger in it. Um, mm -hmm. It's a neat gun, I, and as I shot it, I could see where if you were a rancher or something where you normally kept a gun in the car mm -hmm. that would be a lot easier to maneuver in and out or through a window or whatever. It's just much more portable in a deer blind where space is limited and cramped. Mm -hmm. 
if you have a kid, um, you know, who can't reach out with their offhand to support the stock because the barrel is so heavy in the front. And uh, there's some other interesting things that they're doing with this gun that I can't talk about because it's embargoed. Okay. But it was cool. And uh, after I got done reviewing, I don't know, I put maybe 300 rounds downrange. It was a cool gun, and it, it'll be one of those that I kind of, well, maybe I don't want to send back to the factory. Okay, cool. Now, so, go ahead, was, Walt. Was that with a pistol brace? I can't say. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I did one of my 50 cals like that with a 12 inch barrel. Yeah. And, 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 as soon as you do that, everybody goes, "You're gonna get, you're gonna get 50 cal banned," and you're gonna. And they go off into this tirade about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because it's 50 cal and da da da. But it's like, oh, so there's no problem with a 6.5 Creedmoor. There's no problem with a, with a three, <laughs> with a 300 or yeah, 308 pistol. Wanna, I mean, the people that want to ban stuff want to ban everything. They don't want us to have 20. They don't want us to have BBs. Yeah, or a pocket knife. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. no, I, I like all that stuff. That stuff is cool. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's very well. That 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 brings up the other question now. So, you know, you've looked at this and rifle twelve inch barrel. Why do we have SBR stuff? Why are we still in? Why why are we still doing this SBR business? You know, it, it's good question. Well, yeah. and, and yeah, who who would ever thought that they were going to make those those arm braces legal or legal to put up against your shoulder? I mean, they they actually said no, and then they went back and reversed themselves. On well. Them. Yeah, and, th- and that and that's like it's like they said as long as you don't change it from its intended p- thing. So basically, this is a pen, right? And it's made for writing. And if I happen to poke you with it, it's still a pen. It becomes that's an assault pen. It's an assault pen. Well, if you as long as you don't modify that stock, yeah, or wrap paracord around it, or turn it into a stock, mm-hmm. then it's still an arm brace. Mm-hmm. Regardless yeah, that, of that's the thing. After after they reversed themselves the first time, I went and I registered three receivers as SBRs, and I built <laughs> house guns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had them when you were here, uh, Hank, but mm-hmm. they, I put a seven-inch barrel and a free-float handguard and a, and a re- reflex sight on them, 40-round mags. I've got them sprinkled around the house. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'd known they were going to reverse themselves on that, I would have saved myself the paperwork and $200 stamps and <laughs> well, so here's the funny thing I think about that, right? The funny thing about this is what makes you think the ATF is done reversing themselves? What if well, they reverse their reversal and then you can't have these uh, uh, pistol braces anymore? Well, yes, that's that's the rumor that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think all of, we were looking at all we were staring down the barrel of all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it seemed to me like Pelosi decided, you know what, I'm going to do some, I'm going to impeach Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think she's, I think, I think I, she didn't have any choice. Um, yeah. She, she's so, not in charge. Beyond, she's not yeah. in charge of the, of the bus. So, yeah. You know. So I, I don't know, man. I think that um, when they get over themselves or whatever, or, you know, um, <laughs> maybe people, they get in, maybe they get put in jail. Um, if if, if things swing any more politically here, all of a sudden we could be looking at that, you know? Somewhere well, down the line here, we could be looking at the ATF going, yeah, you know those pistol bracey things? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you have those, they are now machine well, guns. <laughs> how many people? How many people? How many people have turned in a um, bump fire stocks? 
You know, good question. Other than those, then that company that turned in 60,000 of them, I don't know. Very, very little. Yeah, very few. I think, I think very, very few. Um, listen, by the way, I'm going to give away stuff. I'm not even kidding to you. I'm not even messing around with you guys. There's a whole bunch of things here. I've got like, I've got a whole bunch of things from ATI Outdoors, like stocks here and stuff like that. But I'm not giving anything away until we get to 100 100 thumbs up. All right. Well, you got me I'm off. Saying, right and, now, I don't have to pick anybody. Yeah, right and now. Walter, no, Walter, you're going to give away something. You're going to give away this seven inch slim fit free float handguard. Oh, those are cool, man. If yeah. we're speaking of building the pistol. Yeah, yeah. you're going to give this away, but we got to get to 100 thumbs ups first. I want that. Can I have that? Oh. No, Walter, you're disqualified. Oh, <laughs> you can't get it. You can't get it. We're waiting for we're waiting for the folks. That, you get to choose, Walter. OK, OK. So you somebody, get to choose. So yeah, somebody's got to let me know how bad they want to build a pistol. Yeah, you get to choose. I'm waiting. We're at 81 thumbs ups. We need like 19 more and then we're good to go on that. Someone was asking. Oh, by the way, I see John Crump out there. Shout out to him. Uh, let's see. Uh, someone was asking Mike, "What's your daily carry? What do you usually carry every day?" Um, uh, Smith and Wesson Shield. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. In my brain, I was thinking like a 1911 Commander or something like that. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, I mean, I like to switch around. Sometimes it's a two and a half inch Model 19. Okay. Um, but but the gun I've worn, I, I mean more than anything else in the last two years has been that shield which i actually bought retail at a gun show uh mm -hmm. since then I put an apex trigger in it uh, and a samson magwell okay and cool samson uh, base pad on it it's a neat gun i i have smaller nine millimeters but i don't shoot them as well as i shoot this gun uh true glow sights i put on it mm-hmm and uh, yeah, it's it's usually what I have on me, but sometimes I switch it up. Okay. Did you try? Did you try the Glock forty three? I did not. Did not try and that. Okay. Only because I I didn't write about it or have access to one. Okay. What about the P three sixty five from Sig? Oh, I've had a chance to shoot it, and uh, yeah, I like them. You do? I, okay. I, if anything replaces that shield, it'll probably be a, a P. P365, uh, not because of the more bullets, but because of the trigger on it. Mm. I like the trigger. It's okay, nice. interesting. Okay, what have you have you had a chance to test the Hellcat? From, I did. Uh, actually. Okay. Um, I got that before it was uh, released and had to sign pages and pages of non-disclosure disclosure for it. Um, so I wrote it up. I think Ballistic Magazine was the first to print it, and then we did a video online and uh, was really impressed with it. The one that I had had an optic on it already. Um, they don't sell it with the optic, but this, as a test gun, they sent it to me that way. And it was a pretty cool gun, and the, the iron sights on it are good, too, uh, like a yellow tritium front sight, and then the the rear side is a, a U-notch, so you can align very quickly mm -hmm. and get on target. Um, trigger not as good as the P365. Um, I think it actually held more rounds than than the P365, except for the XL model. And uh, yeah, cool gun. We didn't, we couldn't get it to burp or stutter while we had it, and mm -hmm. uh, had a lot of fun with it. 
Okay, cool. I haven't got my hands on one. Um, I probably said some bad things about uh, did you? Omri that I don't <laughs> no. re- that I don't regret whatsoever. No. Did you? Did uh, uh, Mike? Did you get the fancy uh, boxed uh, um, help I, up? I did, and I thought, yeah. man, this is really neat. And uh-huh. gosh, they're taking care of the riders, and it came with a really nice uh, crossbreed holster, and you know, I was so excited. I was like. Oh, maybe, you know, I'll retire to S.H.I.E.L.D. And then uh, a couple days after I was done my write-up, they said, uh, hey, we need you to send that gun back. And I was like, <laughs> oh. dang it. Uh, well, they say, I, we, heard, we heard they sent out about 1,000 of them. That's, that's what we I heard. No yeah. I, I know that I got one of the first ones, and I had three days to shoot it, video it, and write the article up. Wow. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty quick. compressed. Yeah. 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 Um, Des Seventh Ave wants to know if anyone shot the IWI King David some subcompact nine millimeter. No. Uh, Mike says no. Walter, you shot that. I haven't. Um, oh, no. no. Um, I just shot the bullpup stuff, which I was going to ask Mike Daddy about. Like, can we? You know, what can we do to get bullpups better in America? We need to make bullpups great again. Yeah, are you against all bull pups, Mike Daddy? No, um, <laughs> I mean, I got excited when you know when I saw the preliminary stuff for the Tavor and and everything. But when I got my hands on it, you know, I literally grew up with an AR-15, and that's what feels right to me. And uh, the bull pups don't feel right to me, so. Maybe if I went and took a couple of classes and spent a lot of time practicing with a bullpup, everything would be right, and that would be my new norm. But um, uh, oh, I just stick with the AR, you know. No, no. That now, question, question for you, Mike. Do you like old school AR? I have some, um, but most of everything that I have for real stuff has a floating handguard on it. And, oh, okay. You know, match grade trigger of some sort. And so it's been. Yeah, it's been modified. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're still we're I'm still out here waiting. I feel like uh, Colion Noir. I'm still waiting for us to get to a hundred. We're at like eighty eight, so I don't know what's up with you guys. I will show off. Here we go. Silencer Co. Maxim nine right there, nine millimeter, integrally suppressed pistol. Have you got That's a chance got, to sh- shoot that, one of that, these, Mike? That that thing is big enough on the bottom. That should have like a battery pack and be a laser gun or something. You know? Yeah, this this could be a rail gun. This could be a rail gun. Yeah. <laughs> what is do you think? Quiet? Huh? Is it quiet? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think in um, in this configuration, you can you can make it smaller, so you can take off some of these sections. So not so much. I think like this, it's good if you're shooting um, subsonic. You know, you know, not not necessarily easily. Uh, to come by, but yeah, I like it. Uh, I hate the, on this. I hate the trigger. That's what I hate. This has got a horrible, 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 horrible trigger. I I really think I don't know if anyone's upgraded that trigger yet. It's like really, it's really like a, it's almost like a bullpup trigger. <laughs> I hate to say that. I just I'm I'm uh, unmaking my own case. But you know how like bullpups have that real squishy trigger, like the older ones did. Yeah, I right. feel like this is like that. I don't know if they've upgraded that yet, and uh, 
I would like oh, to get man. some of the attachments and stuff for this, but I don't have the, those yet. The old Augs. Gosh darn, I, I've had yeah. better squirt guns with you. Yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah, you know, all that linkage and stuff. Um, you know, I know the K&M, they make a pretty good trigger. Um, and, 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 and I think now, like when I see, I think IWI is doing better with the triggers that come out. You can get trigger packs. Uh, Geisley is making and other companies are making trigger packs. So, um, and even Caltech is making a little, like a better trigger and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I don't know, man. I just think that the, uh, I don't I think bullpups are cool, but we're just not getting a lot of development going into, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get you know, better bullpups out there. I want those British bullpups to come over here and then be improved. But, you know, Walter says they suck. The SA-80 is an abortion. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's, it's been an abortion so, from the beginning. Yeah. Once again, the AR-18 they are 18 action minus one of the guide rods. Mm-hmm. So they, they cheaped out and only put one guide rod in it, and that's was one of its mm-hmm. problems. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Okay, we're we're at we're we're not even at ninety yet. So come on. So I'm, I'm waiting on you guys to get your acts together here, and then we'll give away some stuff. So uh, Hank. Yeah. What's up? While we're in a lull, um, anybody wants to know more about me or talk to me or chat with me, um, mm-hmm. add me as a friend on Facebook. It's just oh, Mike okay. Detty. Last name's D E T T Y. See, I could actually pull that. I could pull up Facebook here. Based on my my superior knowledge of technology, <laughs> as opposed to mine, <laughs> uh-huh. let me see. I'm gonna, yeah, I should be able to hold on. Let's see if I could do this. Okay, I could pull up. I could pull up my app here, and we'll search for Mike Daddy. Mike Daddy, there you go. M I K E D E T T Y, and there he goes. Handsome guy in a blue shirt with with a um, AR. You know, daintily sat in the background. That's Mike Daddy right them. there. Look at the doggies. Look at them. Yeah, yeah that's champ. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. them dogs. Oh wait, you got the dogs? Are they on camera right now, or oh, on the Facebook? On the Facebook. So on the page. Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike the is BBC a dog guy. Took, uh, the BBC crew was out here, and they took that picture as a like a thank you for me, and uh, <laughs> it's I like it because I really love that dog, as you remember, Hank. He's yes. A, he was a cool dude even after he went blind and yeah, things still a good watchdog. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Um, oh, is this? Uh, is it the one with Champ? Oh, yeah. I see. There's a picture there with me and Champ. I see that. I see that on your thing, and then I see this. Uh, is this a young Mike Daddy here? On the like, it looks like you're in some kind of uh, out Marine military. Corps yeah, Marine Corps outfit. There you go. Yep. I see Mike Daddy on there. Yeah. So there you go. Check out. Be, so you so you will accept all friends on Facebook. Is that what you're trying to say, Mike? I'm not saying I won't unfriend you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you message me at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wait. You, yeah. get down, you get down like that, Mike? <laughs> yeah. I, you it's know, I have guidelines, so. Oh. Oh, okay. Uncle Single. Mike says, oh, I thought you were calling him Daddy, Hank. No, Mike Daddy. 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 No, no. Daddy. No, he's not. He's not daddy. But you know, I would like to inherit some of the collection at least, Mike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I don't have any bullpups, so. Oh, that's okay. Oh, you got some nice oh, well, Hold on a second. Shut him down. Shut him down. <laughs> hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. 
You still have some nice guns. I've seen I've seen some of the guns. So yeah, which which one was your favorite, or do you um, remember it? Actually, the guns that I always remember is you had some really nice revolvers on the wall, like really old school stuff. You had a yeah. you had a bunch of things when I was out there. Actually, I remember because um, you know the guys at Gun Tech, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Philippe and uh, yeah, uh, Charles. Yeah, I think that's how I met those guys. But at the time when I came out there, I didn't know them. But I remember you had built um, uh, an AR with gun tech parts. And I think we did a picture that I put up on Instagram. And do you know that I got in trouble with a, a, a completely different company hated me because I posted I posted that. <laughs> I'm not going to say what company. But they basically uh, stopped talking to me because I posted that picture and I didn't realize it. And then one day I was like, what are you guys so mad about? And they were like, oh, you posted this picture from from gun tech and i was like oh yeah that's that's my buddy mike's gun i don't even know those guys and then since then since then i became huh say that again are the initials mi uh yes (laughs) we'll leave it there we'll leave it there uh (laughs) but since then i i've i've gotten to know the guys at gun tech because they would all that happen i i think um I don't know if you introduced me to them at SHOT Show or something, but they're really good guys. And Walter actually just, like, built a 308 um, from their stuff. So You know, they're, they're great guys. and I've known yeah. them for 20 years because we were in the gun show business at the same time. But when I knew them at the gun shows, they were importing stuff from China. And, in fact, people used to talk despairingly about Chinaman Charlie, referring to uh, Charlie Kent. Now that they're in Scottsdale, they make everything themselves, mm-hmm. and they have a huge manufacturing facility and a very nice warehouse and showroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of their stuff is is amazing, and I'd mm-hmm. put it up against the other guys that are charging three times the price. Free float handguards, specifically, um, if you're one of those people that that bought a receiver uh, when you were fearing some kind of ban was going to happen, that you would build a gun. Get one of their completion kits that has everything less a receiver, and uh, you'll build a really nice gun from that. Um, last time I was up there, I got a, uh, a nine millimeter kit and a 308 kit. I haven't haven't got to put, but between now and Christmas, I'm going to put those two guns together for an article. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. If you haven't looked at Gun Tech stuff lately, I think it's uh, G U N T E C U S A. Mm-hmm dot com mm-hmm. and uh, check out their stuff all american made and uh quite affordable yeah excellent stuff walter um they sent walter all the parts except for the re- the receiver like you said the lower and uh walter built a really nice did i put that video up yet walter i don't know you tell yeah, me okay i think i have to that's a like i'll get it up soon <laughs> no. i've got to edit that video but yeah we do have we do have a video with that and it's a very nice gun so what what did you think about the gun, Walter? I don't want to. No, it, it's nice. Yeah, a little heavier than I like, but then mm-hmm. again, you know, it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a three hundred eight, Walter. Yeah, I know they are. Yeah. They're just that uh, way. Yeah. yeah, you know. Did, did you use their muzzle brake, Walter? Yeah, the 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 one that goes over the um that pushes the exhaust forward. Yeah, that, that weighs about a pound and a half. Yeah, bike. that that was pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they gave me one of those too. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if I want to use that or not. I, I'm sure it's effective, but I probably prefer something more slimmer in profile. But 
I'll start with that and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. By, by the way, six more people, thumbs ups, and then we'll give away stuff. We're at 94. Len Holt, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, wait. The Range. The Range, the range gave us two bucks. He wants to know, what's Mike Daddy's favorite Billy Ocean song? <laughs> don't uh, act like you don't know Billy Ocean, Mike. <laughs> I think probably Holiday. Oh, he oh did there you go. Look, look at that. that. See, oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Listen, we listen, didn't... Mike, Mike, you know, Mike, um, you know, he parties a little bit. He parties a little bit. He goes he goes out into the Caribbean and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Gulf. I don't know. <laughs> the very last time I was in a strip, uh, strip joint was with... Oh, don't say it. Don't don't say it, Mike. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, that's cool. It's fine. Shh. Oh, was that that? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Completely different were, thing. Those were some girls, though. No, I I was uh, I actually I was I've got a bunch of footage to do a documentary on Mike. So, uh, but it's just tough to like take, find that time to sit down there and not make the videos and do all the other crazy things. But I've got the footage on Mike Daddy. So, you know, you're yeah. a high school intern. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not so easy out, out here to find like a good editor and stuff like that. You, um, you even did music, didn't you? Yeah. We did a bunch of stuff, man. Uh, everything, all the, the source material is there. We've got drone footage. We've got me and Mike down by the border. We did, by the way, we didn't go into Tijuana. I, I didn't bring my, my passport. Or anything. Nogales. Oh, Nogales, Nogales. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't go into there or whatever. Um, mm. I, you know, I'm, so yeah, but oh, we, no. we did some things. We did some things. We hung out, you know, we went and looked at a border <laughs> wall a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Lola says we got like I think it's one or two more thumbs ups, and then um, oh, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Mike says uh, Mike Daddy strikes me more as a Johnny Cash man. What kind of music do you like, Mike? You know, um, I know you like a little bit of hip hop. Don't. Uh. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, you know, I like old old timey uh, uh, stuff. And uh, Johnny Cash, I love his stuff. And Chris Christopherson, you know, Sunday morning coming down and mm -hmm. burning fire and all that stuff. If I listen to music, usually it's old country western stuff. Okay. All right. Very cool. Let's see. Oh, we, okay. Very cool. Look, we got there. We got there. We're going to give away some stuff now. Um, and you guys don't have to do that much for this. Walter's going to give away some stuff here, so you got to make some good comments. But I do invite you all to go follow Mike Daddy um, and harass him on the Facebooks. You know, <laughs> he enjoys that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so do you want to – let's see. What, what are we giving away? Are you ready, you ready for one? Um, no, no, no. Hold on a second. We've got some stuff here. So what, here's what Lola's going to do. Lola's – Say say this again. Okay. So we'll, oh, these are all these are all um, AR. Okay. So here we go. So this is the tack light. Let me put this on me here so we can show what we're giving away here. Okay. So this is the tack light from ATI Outdoors, right? Um, AR fifteen, and we've got three of these. Lola says. Plus we're gonna give away some swag with it, and then to these people here on this list. Okay. So Chris Williams, you get one. The motorboater, you get one. Randy Peacock, you get one. Boom. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Mike Daddy's clapping for that. Making Congratulations, it guys. Yeah, making it easy for you. 
Um, so there you go. I hope those guys are still here. If you're still here, then you you know you got to get in touch with Lola, and you will get one of the. That's by the way. I really do like the oh, Taclight AR15 uh, handguards. What, what about that handguard? Okay, so the handguard, Walter, you're gonna get to choose. So oh, I get to pick somebody for the yeah, handguard. You get to pick oh. someone for the handguard. All right, you ready? So there we go. Um, yeah, if anyone's, if you got, you guys, do you feel like everyone, you, you found someone right now you want to give it to, Walt? Let's James make sure. Miller. James Miller? James Miller. James Miller, why? Why are you giving it to James Miller? Because he said I was a beautiful man. Because he said you're a. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, okay, fine. James Miller, there you go. Congratulations hey, to you. Merry Christmas. Simple, you know? Keeping it real. <laughs> yes, there you go. Listen, I mean, come on now. It's not every day. It's not every day that, you know, that another dude says you're a beautiful man. So there you, there you go. Congratulations to you. We know you hear that all the time, Mike. Yeah, you know, yeah, my wife yeah. tells me all the time. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Merry Christmas to the folks that won that stuff. Uh, get in touch with Lola, um, everyone there, and Lola will hey, so, mail those out to you. Woohoo! I knew you were a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. James Oh, James Miller, you already won. Yeah. You already won. <laughs> uh, and Sipson Road Larry says SHF is awesome. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> Uh, oh, too go. late. Too late. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Okay, congratulations to all you guys. We're going to get back to some serious uh, stuff we're going to get we're gonna get into talking about here, uh, you know. Um, and Brian Quick says flattery gets you everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Most days it will, yes. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, um, let's see. What should we, what, what uh, Walter, do you have any guns to show off here? Oh, uh, you know. Do you have any who, uh, uh, cool things? Let me, let me ask. I got to check. Uh, uh, Test the uh, you, you know what, Mike I, Daddy. Mike uh, Daddy, you seen one of these things before? Oh boy, that's old school. Yeah, I have one that I, I need to get rid of. Um, it, it was somebody else's. Um, I'm I'm get, I'm liquidating some stuff for a person. Unfortunately, well, well, it's got a little so can uh, you tell the rest of us what that is, Walter? I'm assuming it's a scope. Yeah, let me see if I can pronounce this thing right. Is Yurtle or an Earl? Uh, Yurtle. Yeah, yeah. It's um. If you ever see the pictures of uh, Carlos Hancock, Hathcock, in Vietnam, he had one of these on his Winchester. Um, one of the one of the scopes he used. But yeah, but all the adjustments are external, right? When yes, correct, correct. Yeah, the, the, both outsides got a spring here for recoil. I take it. Um, but yeah, um, I somebody somebody we know my in the family. Uh, Ended up with a whole bunch of stuff for sale and to get rid of, and I'm just helping them do that stuff. So, oh, okay. If somebody needs one of these for their, uh, for their, um, uh, what do you say, uh, their rifle or for their collection. Um, so I'm trying to understand this. You're selling that? Yes. Yes. So that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put it up on. If I don't find somebody uh, local locally, I'm going to put it up on eBay or. What's the value like of something like that? I have no idea. That's the thing. Hmm. It's one. It's one of those things. You got. I go up on eBay and look around and see what other people are selling them for, and um, kind of gauge it by that. But yeah, I guess it all depends on how bad somebody wants one too. Yeah. This one has a little bit of rust on some of the external surfaces because um, it wasn't stored properly. Yeah. The range uh, says I'm looking for a longer scope, Walter. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, just, just, just kind of put a piece of pipe on this one. You can have it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing that that, yeah, that that's from the thing that you're liquidating, right? Like a collection that's. Yeah, yeah, from some of that stuff. Okay. But, and by the way, uh, Elfster's Rifles and Reloading says, oh my God, Walter, you are the most gorgeous man ever. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Uncle Mike says, don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Uh, uh, get, we can't give it nothing else away, so stop the conference. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Wait until, wait until later on in <laughs> the week. Tomorrow. Wait till the next day. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow yeah. or something like that. We'll we'll get back to that. Okay, so let's see. what um, I'm trying to see what other stuff was in the news gun stuff here that we could uh that we could get into um anyone interested in lehigh defense's new 22 lr ammo probably not no. lehigh defense. Doesn't, doesn't sound like anyone doesn't sound like anyone's too is too interested in that what about walmart walmart has a. <laughs> this is funny walmart is clearing out handgun and rifle ammunition so I guess you know, now is the time that Walmart decides to clear out all this stuff. Are you guys going to go out there and get you some Walmart ammo? Uh, I, when that first, when that, that whole thing first started, they were supposed to do that, and some people said they were selling it at Walmarts. Mm-hmm. So I went to the local Walmart, just look around, and it was like there wasn't nothing on sale in my Walmart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't yeah. So not interested in that. Um, Mike, are you aware of this whole Walmart debacle? Do you care about that? Do you well, shop yeah. in Walmart? Certainly. Um, it, yeah, sometimes I stop in there. They have certain things that uh, I find there that I like to buy cheap mm-hmm. and mostly clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, uh, do I think they're making the right decision? No, but um, apparently somebody in their management thinks they need to not sell guns or ammo and that's their solution so you know this is not russia it's america they can do what they want maybe it'll cost them some business it costs dick business yeah um there's a lot there's a there's a lot of virtual signaling out there right now i think you know that's the thing people are trying to get awards and stuff like that with the virtue signaling right yeah oh well yeah. Well, so, if, I run, if I run if I run across a thousand rounds cheap, I'm buying it. I don't care if it's a Walmart or where it is. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, let's see. Okay, so here's the Virginia thing. Um, let me see if this is going to cause any trouble throwing this up. Okay, don't worry, Virginians. Governor uh, Kuhnman says he'll let you keep the banned assault rifles you already own. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I mean, I've been I've been seeing articles. Go ahead. What's this? He's gonna let you. Yeah, he's gonna let it. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna, and, he's gonna know, be nice Obama, to you. Obama <laughs> let you keep your doctor too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, everything going on in Virginia, I've seen that there's been that like they they see the pushback coming from folks out in Virginia. So I don't I I don't consider this any kind of victory. You know, um, I don't know who out there is gonna be happy that they can keep what they have, but they can't buy anything. Their kids can't have it. No, that's craziness. No, it's America. You know, we don't need to be grandfathered in or anything like that. Got the Second Amendment. That's grandfathered in. That's my thing. And it, wait, is this Virginia? This Virginia? Is this the the guy that was like doing uh, blackface and all that? Uh, yes, yeah, abortion doctor. Oh, oh abortion that's who doctor? this. Oh, that's who this guy is. Oh. Uh, uh, seriously, Virginia? Um, <laughs> you guys, um, you need to recall these people. 
this is this is the thing about voting that people don't realize that we keep saying, man, you got to vote, you know, otherwise you're going to come to a point where you, you know, it's going to you may have to make some serious decisions. Well, let's 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 clarify that. You got to vote, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to know what the, you're voting for. Sure. Uh, you just don't go like to do in Florida and say, "Okay, we're going to get rid of dog racing. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're and going to add it to the Constitution." And people have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know. It, yeah, they just, make things sound nice, but it's not really. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I was looking. I know that. Um, I was looking at Reed had a good video on this. Uh, you know, Reed Hendricks from Valor Ridge. If you guys want to uh, check that out, he's got some good videos. Um, yeah, CB says yes. The back blackface and baby killer, and uh, and uh, and a lot of black babies too, by the way. Oh, that's pretty much you know. I mean, that's not everything, but you know, this is the you know, this exactly. is the whole program that these guys operate on. So yeah, yeah uh, he he'll be nice to you guys, and he'll let you keep your stuff because yeah, he, he's yeah, magnanimous you know, like that. He's a good 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 little good yeah. little socialist. He'll let you keep your stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Lola was telling me about um, there was some kind of raid. Let me see if I could pull that up. What's this raid she's talking about? Okay, hold on. Raid. Let's see here. Yeah, Lola like, says there's a big raid that... Okay, hold on. No, I don't know. She says she emailed it to me. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, this is probably... Hold on, let me let this load here. Okay, so DEA arrests 645 suspects in surge operation across New England. Oh, this is DEA. Interesting. Let's see here. Um, The Drug Enforcement Administration's New England Division on Tuesday announced 645 arrests across New England in a two-week surge operation. The DEA said it confiscated 17.6 kilos of fentanyl, 78,000 fentanyl pills. Oh, wow. 13.9 13.9 kilograms of cocaine, uh, three and a half kilos of heroin, two and a half kilos of methamphetamines, and 381 kilos of marijuana across the six state region. The total haul was 75.5 kilograms of drugs, or about 166 and a half pounds. Uh, agents also seized 51 guns and 100, uh, 1.2 million dollars. So there you go. Um, I thought we okay. solved all that stuff already. Yeah. What's going on with the audio? Yeah. Oh, I think that's Mike. No, you were cutting out there for a second. But oh, wait. You know what it is? Yeah, sorry. It's because I was showing the... Uh, I guess I still can't show the... I can't throw anything up in here. Okay, let me minimize that. See, Is this better? Is it better now? Can uh, you hear me now? Can you hear me I now? I can hear you. I can hear you, yeah. All right. Um... Uh, John Voorhees says there needs to be a law that if a public official breaks their oath, then they need to be tried for treason. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some there's some good comments going up here. Uh, Elfster's light rifles and reloading says Bloomberg commercials are really starting to kick into high gear. Nice to see him spending those billions. Um, too bad. Damn near every single ad has something to say about how anti-gun he is. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, I'm happy to see Bloomberg waste his money. So I don't know where he's, you know, where that's going. 
All right, let's yeah. see, let's see, Walter. Come on, what uh, what interesting gun news have you seen? Oh, interesting gun news. I was. Uh, yeah. Oh hell, I was looking at it a little while ago. Let's see here. Uh, let's go over here and see what I think is interesting. Definitely not the Glock 22. That doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. You're not interested in the Glock 22, okay? No, that's that's Noted. pretty boring. Pretty boring Noted. stuff. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Okay. But you know, it's just a 22. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much confusion there's going to be now when somebody goes to their store to order a Glock 22. Yeah. Oh, a 22. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we ain't got no 22s here, sir. We got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. God, you know. Uh, I'm just not seeing anything. Well, I'm, I don't know where I'm looking here. I'm I see this place. thing that uh, in New York they're trying to ban the the machine gun Nerf guns. Oh yeah, that's right. That's do. what I was. Uh, yeah, because that's just too violent. Yeah. Yeah, you can't it. have the Nerf guns. People getting, you know. They have bad thoughts. Yeah, we yeah. don't want anyone to be nerfed out into unconsciousness. <laughs> we, we don't want they're cool looking to guns they're cool looking guns i can't throw it up here on the thing right now but yeah man this is kind of ridiculous yeah we don't want anybody to think that they maybe they could have a real one someday yeah uh-huh. yeah uh, uh john john Voorhees is saying he might get the glock 44 in the future i think people will wind up buying those you know i think there's people out there that will enjoy that uh yeah, oh, Brian Quick wants to know what was what was a gun that Mike reviewed that he thought he was going to hate and ended up really enjoying. Uh, that was the. Uh, yeah. Say that again. Yeah. What was a gun that you reviewed that you thought you were going to hate, but you wound up really enjoying it? Well, that was the uh, Remington 700 CP chassis okay. pistol. Oh, okay. There you go. You guys will have to wait to see that. It's coming out soon. He's on. You're under embargo, right? Yeah, they. I think they have one up on their website, but there's a, a slight change to it that's new for 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that'll that'll be announced in January. But I would say this: if you're thinking of buying one, wait till January to see what that changes. Yeah, and Elfsters wants to know if you're going to. Are you going to Shot Show 2020? I am. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Is there? Like a way that folks can meet up with you at Shot Show, or you just roaming, roving around. Yeah, you know, because of what I do, I, I'll usually have ten to fifteen appointments a day, so I'm running between the first and the third floors and back and forth. So it would be hard uh, if somebody really needs to get hold of me. Look for me in the press room at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably where everybody starts their day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Uncle Mike wants to know how do I like them new undies? I don't even know what that means. Is that code for something? Do you guys know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, Mike. <laughs> clarify, clarify. Yeah. How do you like them new undies? I have no idea what that means. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't get any new knickers in the mail, so... <laughs> I don't know anything about that. What was that gun there that you just had there, Walter? Oh, that was a uh, MMP nine, a shield nine, nine shield. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, Mike's, yeah. Mike's carry gun. I'm being attacked. Uh. <laughs> Getting jumped there, Mike. Is it time to take the dogs for a walk? It's, well, it's <laughs> sadly about our bedtime. 
Oh, okay. What time? Uh, what time is it in Arizona? It's uh, a quarter to seven. It's pretty early. Is that is that your bedtime? Oh, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's up. He's never seen a dog that handsome before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. The motorboater says all Glocks are, bo- are boring. Brownells undies, ha ha. Did you get a pair? Oh, Brownells undies. I didn't. I don't even know anything about that. There's some Brownells undies out there. Let me see. Let me look this up. And and we haven't been. No, I don't believe that. I wonder if there's frog lube in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case your frog your frog needs to be more slippery. <laughs> Let me see if I can look this up right now. Um, I didn't know anything about Brownells uh, Brownells undies. By the way. Let me see if there's a post here. Elfster's um, Rifles and Reloading is asking Mike, what's your best advice for someone new to the SHOT Show for the first time? Oh, boy. Uh, number one, wear comfortable suit, shoes. Yes. Get a map of SHOT Show beforehand and mark out places you know you have to be so you can uh, eliminate from going upstairs to downstairs and back and forth. Try to hit it all on the same level, same day. Um, don't shake hands with anybody <laughs> bring a lot of uh, antibacterial hand wash have a good time yeah 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 i would i would definitely say yeah drink lots of orange juice and it's probably good advice that mike has given you about shaking hands with people because uh the shot show mung is real yeah well, yeah yeah, yeah you put thousands of people together from all over the world, you're going to get some new new strain created. <laughs> yeah, there's always someone. <laughs> there's always several people of SHOT Show walking around looking green like they're about to die. Oh, people yeah. walking around with the flu and everything else there. Yeah, you got yeah, 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 yeah. So. Everyone want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Okay, so there's some pictures coming in of these undies. Really? Yeah, yeah. Are they blue? Um, here I'll throw. Let me see. Let me see what I'll. Let's see. I'll try to. I'll try to throw some of this up here. So first of all, on um, this is what I see on Brownells. Let me see if we can get now. Okay. So I don't know if you guys can see this, but yeah, there's a dude here, that's in his that's in his Brownells undies. It looks like. You guys can see, and it says Brownells. Bureau of Propaganda field agent at Pipe Guy. Looking like a superhero in his new Bureau briefs. Okay, very cool. Uh, let me see. And then someone someone was texting me. Uh, here we go. I'll throw this up here as well. There you go. Bureau of Propaganda briefs right there. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Seems like it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Here, I'll show you guys right here. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you know about the Bureau of Propaganda at all, Mike. Let me see no. if anyone else was. Oh, it looks like Todd Elfer has also sent me. Uh, oh, this. Uh, oh, it looks like Todd has it. So he sent me a picture here and he says, uh, what is this? He says, um, just like my one mild coin, I bet my underwear is better than your underwear. Laugh out loud, joking. <laughs> okay, so it's a real thing. There's, there's uh, some Brownells undies <laughs> circulating out there in the world. That's 
Wow. That's a good thing. I think I'll just stick to the T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I'd rock it, but you guys aren't going to see me uh, doing any swimwear <laughs> commercials <laughs> with that. <laughs> Posing with your bullpup? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that, you know. Um, I'm very shy. I'm a very shy guy, in case you guys don't. If you don't know, I'm very yeah. shy, very shy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll send some to Mike. We'll get Mike to model it. Sure. Yeah. You know? uh, sure. Yeah. And never have another gun article ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, that's there. There's the Bureau of Propaganda thing that everyone was uh, was all into here. Okay, I'm trying to see what other. Um, what other news we have going on here in the gun worlds? Um, you know not. what? Before before I forget, let me see if I could pull up uh, um, Operation Wide Receiver. Let me see if I could pull up something on this. Okay, here on Amazon. So it might make it might make the um, it might make the audio go a little wonky again, but I'm going to throw it up here. Operation Wide Receiver. It's available on Kindle paperback. Well, okay, hold on. Uh, all this, all that good stuff here. Uh, let me close that out. Okay, there you go, Mike Daddy. Operation Wide Receiver for anyone who's interested, and it's and I know it's also an audiobook, which is a cool way to listen to it. Uh, you guys can uh, go check that out. And then, as Mike said, he, you know, you can friend him on Facebook. And um, you know, if you've got questions and things like that that you want to answer. Um, Des Seventh Ave says, "I don't think I would wear underwear called brown owls." <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, and Uncle Mike says, "You're welcome, Internet." Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, and Pixamite One says, "Looks like there's some bureau briefs in Hank's future." There you go. Have you seen Have you seen new people piling into your uh, Facebook, Mike? Have you checked the Facebook to see if there's new folks going in there, friending you? Walter, are you friends with Mike on Facebook? I, I am now. Oh, you are now. Okay, good, good. Well, I, I put I sent a request. That's yeah. Oh, you sent in the request. <laughs> whether Whether he says yes or no, I don't. Know. Yeah. Let's get Let's see. Let's uh, get Mike to uh, uh, to get some some folks in there. And remember what Mike said? He likes messages at 2 o'clock in the morning. No, oh, don't do that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, listen, I'm sure, Mike, you don't even have, what, what do you look at Facebook on, your phone? Well, <clears throat> um, as you know, I'm a little bit technically challenged. So I'm, I'm afraid to check my notebook while I'm talking to you for fear I'll disconnect myself. Oh, okay. All right. Right now, I'm looking at on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, well, you yeah. know. Yeah, we've got a, a bunch. Okay, awesome. Cool. That's that's uh, good to good to know there. Um, let's see. All right. Um, Walter doesn't have any. Are you into cars at all, Mike, or you're not a car guy, really? I, I don't know much about them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying not to see like this. You. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to. Usually, Walter has some. Uh, oh, and I got guns sitting fun. around here. Yeah, let's see some guns, Walter. Hey, how about how about this? This is something maybe some of the people 
this everybody ever seen one of these mike you ever seen one of these restraint devices it's a nut cruncher this is called a iron claw basically an old school police uh, restraint device or where's it going I think it just goes around the wrist, and Thank you drag you. Oh. you drag somebody around where they want to where you want them to go. Yeah, that doesn't make oh. a lot of sense. And, and the yeah. more you twist it, the tighter it gets. So, yeah. Uh, I'm also selling this too. Me. Mm. Yeah. Why don't you make a package with the scope? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what else? What do we got here? Oh, uh, let's see. What do you oh. want for that nut pincher? That nut cruncher thing? I need yeah. like 50 bucks for it. Okay. All right. Because it's like, uh, you know, because old school police collectible stuff. So. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Has it been on any famous criminals? I have no idea. I don't, I don't, there's no, de there's no uh, bod bodily fluid on it or anything. So who knows, you know? Oh, okay. All right. All right. What else you got back there, Walt? Uh, oh, you know, for, uh, it's not a gun, but it's pretty cool. Um, anybody who's into uh, into trench warfare, this is a oh badass. wow. This is a it's, it's marked Case, so I don't know if it was made by Case. I have a feeling it's World War One vintage. But, oh, that's um, serious. Oh yeah, this is for uh, doing serious damage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I might. Do you collect knives? I don't know. Oh, okay. Nope. But if I well, did, start with that one. Yeah. yeah. Walter's, got a bunch of, Walter's got a bunch of cool knives over here. Oh. This is, um... Next one I'm pulling out is kind of a classic. You see these as reproductions all over the place. This particular style of, of knife. You'll see these in all the... All the, uh, you know, the... Made in Taiwan or made in China knife for sale mm -hmm. another trench knife from world war one mm -hmm. so you got knuckles. your you got your you got your knuckles you got your you got your head cracker or whatever yeah, you know they didn't, they, didn't, they, they didn't break windows back then hank strange mm -hmm. um there was oh. no laminated <laughs> glass in 19 uh, in 1914 or 15 uh -huh. uh, and then the poker yeah yeah so yeah motorboater wants to know how much for the poop knife the <laughs> this one here yeah. From last night? Yeah. This one's not for sale. This oh. is a... Uh, I got $10 in this thing. I bought it at the flea market, you know. Oh, okay. This oh, that's from your collection. Well, this is for... I just liked the way it was built, the design of it with the leather handle and the rivets. This mm -hmm. is a uh, knife for doing... Uh, cutting sheathing on, like, cable. This is actually from Klein Tools. So this is actually a tool <coughs> okay. that you use when you're doing cable work and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just think it's neat looking. But anyways, this guy here is really neat because it's got the sheath and everything. So. Yeah, nice leather um, sheath. I, I'm, I'm tempted to keep this one from my own collection just to, mm -hmm. just because. But Yeah, know. Florida Gun says that trench knife is highly collectible. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, okay. You don't see them. I have never seen it with this sheath before, so this kind of got my attention. Yeah, okay. The Very cool. Sheath. Yeah. All right. Listen, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're close to the nine o'clock hour. So we're going to probably wrap it up here. We know, you know, the dogs have to go uh, do walkies or, you know, it's bedtime. They have to, you know, Mike's got to tuck them in, read a story or something like that. So let's uh, let Mike one more time tell the folks out there how to get in touch with him or where, you know, we can find uh, your stuff going up nowadays, Mike. 
Sure. If you're interested in reading Operation Wide Receiver, best place to find it is at uh, Amazon. And uh, if you'd like to know more about me and my story, uh, friend me on Facebook, Mike Detty, D-E-T-T-Y. And also I have a Facebook page for the book for the original uh, hardbound title called Guns Across the Border. And usually I post stuff there that's relevant to, to gun trafficking, uh, the Brian Terry murder, and associated subjects. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, let's see, Walter, how can the folks uh, how can the folks follow you? Uh, they can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Safety Over Firearms, both of those. Um, also on um, Gunstreamer, Safety Over Firearms. Mines, which I actually posted a couple things on Mines today. Um, that's under safety air firearms, all one word. Of course, there's a stenparts.com. If you're going to buy some parts for your Sten gun and stuff like that. Uh, and, um, mower death on YouTube and safety air firearms is also on YouTube also. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, I saw that you posted some stuff on, I saw that you posted some stuff on mines, but the video wasn't coming through. I don't know. If it you didn't saw. go through. No. Yeah. No, I got, I'll go to check on that. It, yeah. You might it, have to repost it, it, that. Yeah. It said it was whatever it does and it it never yeah. changes the put the that that phrase that was on there about it like uploading it or whatever so, yeah you know. so mines is a is an independent kind of facebook type thing mike that uh you know i think in the future here we're going to get kicked off of a lot of these platforms you know they're not very pro constitutional definitely not for the second amendment um so mines is one of the alternative that folks out there can go on it's uh if anyone's looking for it the app Basically, looks like a light bulb. It's called Minds, M-I-N-D-S. I'm the real Hank Strange on there. Walter, you're Safety Harbor Firearms Correct. on there. Yeah, and I'm just going to tell everyone, you might want to figure out how to stay in touch with us <laughs> because I really <laughs> think in the next uh, six months, a year, there's going to be lots of uh, chaos going on uh, with new rules and stuff like that that's coming in from all these different uh, platforms etc so you really you really probably want to uh, keep in touch with us if you if if anything ever happens you don't know where to find me go to hankstrange.com that's where you can find us uh hankstrange.com slash lola's deals you'll see there's a place there that tells you all the ways you can support us but if you go to hankstrange.com that's a good way you know i'm on facebook twitter all that kind of stuff um but i think that there's some stuff coming at us if you look on most of my social media i actually have a phone number that i give out if people want to communicate with me and that's where you see me when i'm throwing up stuff people are using that to communicate with me but I think um, there's things happening I can't really talk about right now, but I would say that we all need to prepare for, like, what you guys saw happen to Alex Jones. I think we're going to get a lot more of that coming with all the rules and things like that I see popping up. I don't have any knowledge of what he's talking about, but let me just, hmm, there's an election coming up. Hmm. Yeah. Probably around election time. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. it's going to get really crazy here. So just as a reminder, I'm trying to remind everyone there's got lots of ways to communicate. Because here's what happens. If they kick us off of YouTube or Facebook or whatever, we don't have any way of communicating with you unless you're following us in some other way. I do have a .com. I'm going to work on it, cleaning it up, making it better. But it does exist, and you can figure out all the other things that we have going on through that. So, um, you know, there you go. Congratulations to everyone that won something. I want to thank Mike Daddy. We've been friends now for a while. He's a really good guy. Um, and I encourage you guys to check him out, reach out to him. He's a wealth of knowledge on, uh, on stuff, as you see here. He doesn't mince his words. 
you know, I try to bring him over to the dark side of the bullpups. He's not, he's not, <laughs> he's not budging. <laughs> he's a good guy. But thanks, Mike. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been too long since we had you hey, on. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, and I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you next month. Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, and, and I've got to get you over to uh, check out Walter's stuff. At uh, where where are you in Shot Show, Walter? What's your booth? Two zero six one three in law enforcement in the yeah. ballroom. Same place where Daniel Defense is and Troy and all those people. Yeah, yeah, right around the corner from there. So anyone who's going to Shot Show, uh, Walter will be there most of the time, and I just circulate through there. I come over there, leave my books, and steal snacks and lunch and stuff like that from. Walter and the rest of the family yeah. over there. So yeah. they usually know what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're trying to find me, they usually know what I'm up to. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Let me roll in the end here on the video. Where's the end? Come on. Drop in there. There it goes. All right. Don't forget to uh, thumbs up, guys. Subscribe. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We'll be back again tomorrow night. I'm not even sure who's coming on tomorrow night, but we'll be here. Oh, wrong button. But looking at the brown L shorts again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great show. Great to see everyone. Any last words, Mike? Got any last words? Walt? Thanks for inviting me. Always good to see you. Same here. Awesome. Walt, thanks a lot, man. See you guys. Yeah. We're out of here. Peace. Bye.